Hey everyone, this is Rabbi Brian. If these podcasts have been a blessing to you, will you please consider being a blessing to the nation of Haiti? Mishkan David supports two works of the Lord in Haiti. First is our orphanage, Beth Besed, which means House of Kindness, where 40 children are cared for each day, both spiritually and physically. And of course, there's our own Rabbi Peter Oliveira, who's setting Haiti ablaze by restoring it back to Yeshua, restoring it back to Torah, and to the Jewish roots of our faith in Messiah. Listen, to learn more, please visit www.torahforhaiti.org. That's T-O-R-A-H, number four, Haiti.org. There you can give a tax-deductible financial blessing and sponsor a child for only $20 a month. Hey, thanks for considering, and may Adonai bless you. Enjoy this podcast, which was recorded at our Mishkan David Shabbat service in Rhode Island. Shalom. In Genesis, it's always kind of confused me. I'll, I'll open with it. Um, it. It's when God told Abraham that uh, know for sure, it's in Genesis 15, it says, know for sure that, that your descendants are going to go to Egypt, and they're going to be there for 400 years uh, in slavery, and, and in the fourth generation, they're going to come back here because, and this always confused me, it says because the, the sin of the Amorites is not complete. And it always kind of confused me what that meant because, like, what does the Amorites have anything to do with the children of Israel in Egypt in slavery? The, the, the Amorites are the Canaanites. And, and what does that mean, that, that their sin is not complete, so, so the children of Israel are going to be in Egypt for 400 years? Why, why can't they just leave Egypt in one year or 10 years or, or, or one day or a month or something? like? Why does it have to be 400 years? And why is it seems to be in some strange way connected to these Amorites who have nothing to do with it? Does anybody ever feel that they're enslaved and it's, it's got everything to do with them? And like if, if, if God, once God finishes the work over here with that guy, I could finally be delivered from slavery. So that seemed, that is always confusing. Like why in the world, now in, in, if you look at it, it's pretty simple. I mean, it's really quite simple is that God was eventually going to take out the Canaanites and their sin had to reach a certain level of being really bad in the eyes of God. And he was going to rescue the Jewish people. And in conjunction with their rescue, they were going to go kind of kick some Canaanite butt. Got it? You know, but it was always kind of strange to me that, that, that the children of Israel's slavery, the length of their time in slavery was kind of related to these other people over here. So I'm going to table that a minute, and I'm going to, want to, I'm going to um, redirect a little bit. So uh, before my wife was Sue Samuel, the uh, praise and worship leader recording artist, back 20-plus years ago when I first met her, she was... Sue Cicero, the sultry singer-songwriter, folk music gal with the sundresses. And instead of singing songs of praise and worship to Yeshua, she was singing about topics like, uh, you know, tragic love and I love him, but I wonder if he loves me too, kind of songs. I, I know that for sure because I, I was the subject of some of those songs. 
But one song that she sang was uh, of a different perspective. It was about a true experience that Susie had when she lived on the Jersey Shore. She was a single young woman in her, I guess, her young 20s, and she was uh, close to the boardwalk, and she lived in an apartment on the Jersey Shore. And maybe it was because of the store, the, uh, gift, the gift shop that was uh, on the ground floor of her apartment, or maybe it was because her neighbors were, un were, were not keeping a clean home. But whatever it was, she had an infestation of roaches. And she wrote a song about that. It's, the song is called Bugs. And uh, I got bugs in my bathroom. They're living under the floor. I got to spray once a month so they run next door. I keep the windows open to air out the room. I go for a walk outside to avoid the fumes. <laughs> anyway, so that's her song. It's about her, uh, the, the roach infestation that she experienced in Ocean Grove, New Jersey, when she lived at the shore very close to the beach. And, and, and when she used to play all these little folk music festivals in these coffee houses as the, as the sultry singer-songwriter Sue Cicero, who I fell in love with, Um, she would intro it and she would tell about her, her situation there and the situation was that the roaches weren't just roaches, they were, it became an obsession for her. Because the more she sprayed, the more they came back. She would spray it, she would squish it, she would fumigate. And the more she did that, <laughs> there goes another one. And it became such a hyper-focus, a hyper-obsession for her that she actually wound up going to see a therapist because of the roaches. And she would tell the therapist, and the therapist was actually an atheist, but she would be telling the therapist all these spiritual perspectives. I know that God has a plan, is teaching me something about this, and it has something to do, you know, John the Baptist ate roaches. No, he ate locusts. And so it's gotta be something about John the Baptist, and he ate locusts and honey, and this atheist therapist apparently was like, what is this crazy girl talking about? So this was uh, part of her experience about, about the, the, the obsession that she had with these roaches that she simply could not kill no matter how hard she tried, no matter how hard she sprayed, no matter how many cans of Raid she used. She used to call up the Raid company, help! But they weren't able to help. They just keep coming back. And Sue and I have developed over time this expression called roaches when there's something in our lives that we simply cannot control. Anybody have any roaches in their lives? It's, it's normally something that, that's outside of you. It's very sim similar to what I said about the, the, the Canaanites, the Amorites. It's like, my life would be okay if, it, if, if, it, if only this was fixed. And it's normally something completely unrelated to you. It's either like your husband or your wife or your kids. And, and something that you become hyper-focused about and simply cannot control. And the more you try to control it, the more nothing changes. The more you pray, the more you spray, nothing happens. Anybody have any of them? So those, were, those we, we always call roaches. And we, when we see it either in ourselves or we see it in, in something, we're like, oh, that's a roach. It's something that you're trying to control and are like, like obsessed with it and think it's your job to fix, but it's really not your job to fix. But you're obsessed with it. Okay, so, so that is a roach. And, and like I said, it's roaches for people are something that is outside your, yourself normally. It's a family member. It's your kids. You know what I hear so much that is a roach? It's the, the salvation of your children. 
It's like I can't, as much as I try to pour God into my kids, as much as I try to pour God into them, they're just living a life that, that just doesn't even make sense to me. That's a roach. You know what's a roach often? Your finances. Because as much as you try and, you, you know, you kind of scrape up and you finally get above water and all of a sudden, you know, all of a sudden this big expense comes and back down it goes. And as much as you try and as much as you try and as much as you try, you just can't seem to get above water. And you're doing all the right things because God wants us to pray. I mean, even it's, you know, it's, it's, it says in James, like, you know, if you're sick, come to the elders. And, and Yeshua said, knock and keep knocking and these things will be given to you. So you're doing all the right things and you're claiming the scriptures and you're saying, so the, 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 the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God. Pull down strongholds. So you're, what are the weapons of war? What are the spiritual weapons? What are, what are they? I mean, you guys, what are they? What's a spiritual weapon? Worship, praise, what else? Prayer, repentance, fasting. And you're doing all these things. Rebuking. I rebuke thee. Financive. You're doing everything. You're going to the holy men. You're getting hands laid on you. Shut da 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 da. Boom, down you go. And you wake up the next day, and the roaches are still there. And next month and next year, and the roaches are still there. But Lord, what am I doing wrong? I'm doing all the right things. I am, you, you said we don't fail, you don't fight against flesh and blood. We fight against powers and principalities. So I'm keeping my fight at the spiritual level. Rebuke. I go, I've, I've went to everybody for deliverance. I've gone to the prayer. I've, I've, I've stayed before the holy men as they anointed me with oil and washed my hands and have, and have prayed over me and prophesied over me and spoke words of wisdom over me. And I leave there going, hallelujah, God, you have answered my prayer. And I go home and the roaches are still there. And they're still there the next day. And my kids still aren't saved. And my wife is still doing this. Or my husband is still doing that. Or my health is still this. Or my boss is still beating me down. And why does that happen? Well, I'm going to bring forth a suggestion, which I believe is the reason it happens, or part of the reason it happens for a lot of us. The reason, and I'm going to suggest this, that maybe it is possible that you are fighting the battle in the spirit and it is not working because God is saying that he doesn't want you fighting at all. It says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Well, I'm feeling all these weapons that are prospering against me. Maybe it's because you're not supposed to have a weapon in your hand at all. Maybe it's not yours to fight. It says in one of the something chronicles something. Anybody read something chronicles something? It says you don't need to fight this battle. Set yourself and stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. May I suggest to you that there are battles that you are fighting, that there are roaches that you are trying to spray away and crunch and squish and, 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 um, and bomb and, uh, and fumigate. You know what the, the, uh, the uh, uh, therapist eventually said to Susie? She said, you know, you can just move, you know. In other words, don't fight the thing. So may I suggest to you that maybe you are fighting a battle that is not 
yours to fight. And maybe, just maybe, the sin of the Amorites, which is causing you to have all this slavery over here, has nothing to do with them over there. You are the sin of the Amorites. You are the Amorite, and the sin that, that, is, that is causing this thing to propagate and perpetuate is your lack of shalom in this situation. Because the Prince of Peace needs to have his little place of peace, and you don't have any peace because you are so hyper-focused on fighting the battle that perhaps Adonai is saying to you, this is not yours to fight. In fact, your fighting it is a blockage. What's the blockage? I'm going, I'm getting prayed over so much. How can this possibly be a blockage? I'm getting that with a, the man of God is praying over me. How can that be a blockage? The blockage is he went to the man of God in the first place. Let it go. Let go and let God. Let go and let God. Because sometimes the bad, you know, let me tell you what a, what a, what a, what a, what a, a military strategy is. Are you ready? But you got to hear this. This is a military strategy, okay? And believe me, Hasatan knows this strategy. He's going to keep you focused on fighting over here so he can punch you in the gut over here. And you in your head are going to relate to, oh my God, I just got punched in the gut. It must be because of the battle I'm doing over here. When that is nothing but a diversion, it's a diversion. So what is the battle? If the battle, if you're saying that the battle is not my husband, my wife, my kids, my, my job, my finances, my health, if that's not the battle, where are the punches coming from? I'm telling you it's a battle for your shalom. It's a battle for your peace. Because there's one thing to fight the battle, and there's another thing to say that I have peace even amongst the battle. And when you say that, Hasatan loses his weapon. He cannot mess with you anymore. See, we keep looking for the gifts of the Spirit. See, we, we are children of the Spirit. When we receive Messiah and the Holy Spirit is poured into us, we are children of the Spirit. And when we think of the Spirit, we think of the gifts of the Spirit. I can prophesy. I can speak the words from the Lord. Raise the dead. Well, that's one aspect of the Spirit. You know what the more important aspect of the Spirit is? The fruit of the Spirit. Peace, love, gentleness, self-control. Have you lost your self-control? The battle is for your self-control. It's not that. It's not the things that you, that you think is the enemy. It's not the government. It's not society. It's a battle for your self-control. And maybe, for some of you here, God is saying, you don't need to fight that battle. Gifts versus spirit. Yeshua said that you will know them. Gifts versus fruit. You will know them by their ability to raise the dead. You will know them by the prophetic words that they give you when you go up for prayer. Glory, hallelujah. You will know them by their ability to heal. You will know them by their fruit. Why is fruit more important than gifts of the Spirit? Because the God, you know there's one verse that, that, that scares the heck out of Christians more than any verse? 
I keep hearing, so many people tell it to me because it's like, oh my gosh, what do I do about this? Well, it's the one where the, where the, the guy says, Lord, Lord, and Yeshua says, go away, I never knew you. And, and so I can't tell you how many people, what does that mean? Am I going to hell? Like, like what, what, what do I have to do to make sure I'm not one of those people? All right, it's good to have a holy fear of God. I, I, I'm with you on the holy fear. But if you look, about, look at what, what this, this guy was, was doing, he was operating in the gifts. Lord, I am healing the sick. I am prophesying in your name. He was all gifts, no fruit. Adonai is looking to, he's looking to eat the fruit, and the battle is against your fruit. Do you want to hear a prayer of faith? Do you want to hear a prayer of faith that'll make Satan lose his power over you? Do you want to hear a prayer of faith? Are you ready for a prayer of faith? See, if you look at the book of Daniel and the, the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who were, would not bow down to the idol, and Nebuchadnezzar said, if you don't, I'm putting you in the fire, I'm going to turn it way up. And they said, whether or not, was it? Whether or not what? That's right. They said, they said I am not bowing down to these idols. And they said, God will save me. Faith. But even if he doesn't, we ain't bowing. Do you want to hear a prayer of faith that takes the weapon right out of the enemy's hands? You ready for this? I have perfect faith. Now, I want you to think about whatever situation, whatever roach you have in your life, whatever is just completely out of your control, whatever you are hyper-obsessing on, whatever you're focused on that, 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 you just, you, you, that, is, that is messed with you, it's gotten under your skin, and you're praying, and you're praying, and you're praying, but nothing ever changes, and it's because it's gotten under your skin. A couple of people raised their hand with the roaches, so think about those roaches and say this prayer. You ready? You ready? I'm going to say it, and this is a prayer that, that takes the weapon out of the enemy completely. I have perfect faith that God will deliver me. But I have perfect peace, even if he doesn't. I have perfect faith that God will deliver me. And I have perfect peace, even if he doesn't. Are you able to say that with me? Let's do it together. Let's do the first part. I have perfect faith that God will deliver me. I have perfect peace even if he doesn't. Who found it real easy to say the first part? Who found it less easy to say the second part? <laughs> if, if you found it less easy to say the second part, guess what? We may have isolated the issue. The battle is for your peace. You need to put down these weapons and part putting on that shield of faith. Because the shield of faith means nothing can hurt you. And that is a prayer that takes the, the weapon of the, uh, out of the enemy's hand. Because when you say, I am content, I am at peace in all things, like what Paul said, I am content in all things. I am content if I'm sick. I am content if I am healthy. I am content if I am poor. I am content if I am rich. I am content in abundance. I am content in lack. I can do all things through him who strengthens me.
And if you really mean it, this, the, the enemy does not have an inroad into you. He can't use it. He drops the weapon and goes away because he doesn't have a, a, he doesn't have a door point into you anymore. So, so stop fighting the battle over here and saying it's their fault and realize the battle is for your fruit. The battle is for your fruit. Lord, help me have serenity. See that the 12-steppers, they took this one, but the prayer was before them, but they got it. They kind of took it and went with it. Lord, grant me the serenity. Serenity now. No, not the Seinfeld serenity prayer. Lord, grant me the serenity to accept what I can't change. The courage to change what I can and the discernment, the ability. We spoke about discernment last week. To know what the difference is. In the name of Yeshua, by the power of the Holy Spirit, I release you from fighting battles that are not yours to fight. Oh, there is spiritual battle going on. There's no doubt about it. It doesn't mean that you're the soldier. And who knows? Who knows? Maybe by you giving up the fight and saying, I can't. I can't fix these roaches. They're just going to keep coming and coming and coming, and I'm not even going to try anymore. I am going to maintain my shalom in this home. I'm going to maintain my fruit. I'm going to make sure that my fruit doesn't wither through this circumstance, and that's going to be my focus and not the roaches. Who knows? Maybe that will be the catalyst for real deliverance. But even if not... I will not bow to that idol. I will not bow to that idol. Who here is sick of bowing down to a false idol? That false idol of the situation that keeps keeping you awake at night, after night, after night, after night, after night, that you try to fix and you try to fix and you try to fix. How many people are sick of, of, of bowing down to the idol of somebody else's salvation? God says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. And he's got it covered. He's got it covered. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Adonai. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Adonai. Thank you, Adonai. Remember, I have perfect faith. Perfect faith. Perfect faith that God will deliver me. I got perfect peace, even if he doesn't. That's the prayer, that no weapon will be formed against you. That's the weapon where, that will not prosper against you. Hallelujah. 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 And thank you, Adonai, for your faithfulness to me as was spoken. You are faithful. You are faithful. You are faithful. You are slow to anger. You are abounding in love and mercy, Lord God. And you know us so much from the inside out, Lord God. This is not a, 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 a guilt of woe is me, I'm doing this, because you're so faithful to us, Lord God. 
Even in the Torah portion this, this week, we see the leper, and when the leper gets leprosy, you know, he has to go away to an unclean place, you know, or go to another place during his time of, of healing. But, but the priest always goes and checks up on him. Hey, how you doing? You know, you still got leprosy? Let me take a look. Let me take a look. Oh, it's still there. Okay, just, just hang out there. I'll come back a little later. You know, comes back like a week later. Hey, how you doing? It's a long-term investment. Do you know that God's investment in you is long-term? His investment in you is long-term. Thank you, Adonai. Thank you, Adonai. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Bless you, Lord. Thank you, Father.